Woods. That's, yeah. what, that's where you'll find me. Four, the four habitats of the Mankalo. It's going to be uh, at the Neighbour Hall on Church Road in Great Milton. Take a deep breath, William, because Molly in Oxford, uh, England, has sent us a mega question. Now, it's so long, we can't fit the whole thing in the description of this episode because yes. it breaks the, 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 the total. You're back. It's a hell of a long question today, but we'll move on to that in a little bit. Uh, this is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast, and I'm Stuart the Wild Man Mabber. And hopefully you'll learn something new today, or think about something in a new way. Uh, today's question is about uh, the death of Queen Elizabeth II and the right to protest and all the stuff around that. Who's the co-host? I'm William Ankler. Thanks very much for being with us. Um, I was, you haven't said it's your podcast recently have you Stuart right. and you haven't mentioned that it's my podcast as well right. <laughs> yeah thanks very much for being with us I'm a photographer so I'm often behind a camera often flying a drone often behind a microphone or in front of a live audience that's, yeah. what, that's where you'll find me four, yeah. the four habitats of the Mankalo yeah. and we're uh, J- June and July a little bit quieter for us having had a hectic May Yes. Uh, in down in Wiltshire and then also the live incarnation of this podcast in Oxfordshire it's just nice to have a bit of quiet time. Uh, does, it, how, does it feel good to have those two big bits of work now in our back pocket, behind us? <laughs> in a way, but I, I, I move on very quickly, so it doesn't necessarily feel good or bad. It's just done. Yeah. yeah. It feels good to actually have a bit of a rest time. Exactly, yes. Anyway, in this podcast, we have the conversations that need having, and we try and keep the big issues in yours and our consciousness, and we try and come up with maybe actions to address. We do. The, 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 we tend to have meandering and roaming conversations, a little bit like you'd expect two men to uh, be sat in a pub uh, conversating around the, this stuff. I, I'd be on a pint of Guinness with a whiskey chaser. What would you be on? Uh, probably a pint of Coke, depending yeah. on what time of the day it is. Yeah. I might be on an IPA, actually. Yeah, I can't think of anything worse. Anyway, um, uh, so one thing I, we do want to promote uh, is in two days, which is Thursday the 6th of July... Uh, we're going to be giving a talk, Wildlife and Everyday Gardens in Great Milton in uh, Oxfordshire. It's yes. going to be uh, at the Neighbour Hall on Church Road in Great Milton. It's in the afternoon. I think it's about, it's sometime between two and four we're going on. I can't quite remember. So if you fancy coming over here, hearing us uh, talk, just pop over. I think it's about £2 on the door they're charging. I don't that's, know. That's a billy bargain, that is. Yeah, exactly. It really is. Anyway, uh... Take a deep breath, William, because Molly in Oxford, uh, England, has sent us a mega question. Now, it's so long, we can't fit the whole thing in the description of this episode because yes. it breaks the, 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 the total. So we'll have part of it down there and then there'll be a link to a Google Drive where you can see the rest of the question. Yeah, there'll be a link to what what we'll do is we'll actually have the start of the question in, 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 in the description below. But what I probably might likely do is put the whole just hold the whole question in yeah. in the, in, in the um, document. Yeah. See so how it, you want to do it. It just makes it easier because then you can just read the whole question. Yeah. It is a long one from from Molly in Oxford. Thank you, Molly, for your question and thanks for also for for, for reducing it slightly yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that uh, over the weekend. Uh, I was talking to Molly uh, via my P- uh, Wild Wild Man Productions Facebook page. That's how she sent the question in, and she she reduced it down, but it's still not quite enough. But the problem is, if we cut anything out of this question, uh, you lose some key points. Thankfully, Molly answers a lot of her own points, so it's probably going to take ten minutes to get through the question, 
and then a, 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 a revision from us, maybe. So have yeah. a go at starting. I would suggest I would suggest you pause the podcast right now. Go go make yourself your favourite hot drink. Yeah. Come back, unpause it, and then you can start listening to the question. So I'll, I'll let you go away. Yeah. Right. You back? Okay. Right. So here's Molly's question. Please explore the right to protest and right to grieve. I asked this after seeing BBC footage of Queen Elizabeth II's death in Scotland. Her coffin was transported by road with a few anti-monarchy protests with, I think, four arrests in Aberdeen and in Edinburgh. One individual heckled Prince Andrew in Edinburgh and was bundled away. The media didn't give too much coverage to it. I saw other protests, protesters in Edinburgh saying they'd been arrested, then de-arrested away from the site, claiming that they were told it wasn't the time and place to protest, and another example of the state dictating where, when and what people can, can't say, an attack on the right to protest. One protester claimed the protests were largely peaceful, with protesters holding up signs saying, not my king, they also claimed people were being arrested for just holding blank paper that could be written on and used as part of a protest. Some protesters interviewed say it was an attack on freedom of speech and just want a conversation about whether an unelected monarch still has a place in the UK. Some saw BBC footage that appeared to show a member of the Greenland public trying to engage protesters and it appeared one protester refused to look at them, instead turning sideways, reiterating the right to protest, which felt passive-aggressive and not conducive to dialogue. Didn't really hear what was being said, but wasn't this an opportunity for conversation that they wanted? At the proclamation of the new king in Oxford around the same time, one protester kept shouting down with the king and was told by pro-monarchists to shut up. When interviewed on TV, the protester claimed it was an attack on freedom of speech and right to protest. It did make me smile that one could argue that for people not to be able to tell him to shut up could be an attack on their freedom of speech too. I think we need to be careful not to interpret freedom of speech as the ability to say what you want, whenever you want, wherever you want, to whoever you want. It's not just about can we speak, it's also about should we speak. As you often say on the podcast, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. We need to retain self-censorship with freedom of speech and pick up, pick our battles wisely. Otherwise, it becomes ineffective, inconsiderate, offensive anarchy if we just speak up whenever we like. Timing a protest when one's audience is receptive makes more sense. The art of good marketing which is what protesters are surely aiming at, getting their message out, received, discussed, considered and acted upon. Not sure raising the anti-monarchist debate and conversation during a time of mourning is great timing, even if some of the public are whipped up emotionally by the media, telling us it's a sad and sombre time when everyone feels a sense of loss. I say this without being a royalist and feel we should find another system but I don't want to be aligned with these particular ill-timed protests. I do think the late Queen did a great job finding the middle ground in situations, and I respect her commitment and work ethic and ability to connect with people in a apolitical way that few others can. In the UK, we live in a republic, under a veil of monarchy. Maybe we can't face having another go at removing the monarchy when the first attempt went so wrong. I refer to Oliver Cromwell acting as Lord Protector, who then progressed to acting and dressing like a monarch. 
After he died and the monarchy was reinstated, his body was exhumed and his head placed on the spike outside of Parliament for four years. Would be great to have a role for someone like the Queen that isn't in the form of an unelected monarch, that isn't eating huge amounts of public funds. As an aside, was there something more sinister going on with the policing of these anti-monarchist protests? The quick removal of protesters has been interpreted as the state dictating that we can or can't say, do and think. Is that what was going on? Or was the policing trying to mitigate the security risk of two polarised views and neither party potentially willing to explore the middle ground? I didn't see the police cracking down on all the protests, but I did see them using their judgment on a case-by-case -case basis as to what was appropriate and what wasn't. I'd like to end by saying it's interesting Queen Elizabeth II will go down in history all over the world as the Queen. Although I don't agree with her title, I admire her as a person and she achieved so much. Let's hope her example isn't lost in history. Well done, William, for getting through that. <laughs> I you, think I think you, you did a couple of edits through there because there was a yeah. couple of words that I did stumble upon. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, Molly answers a lot of her points, but let, let's go through the protest and the right to grieve. I, I, I also do think that regardless of whether the media whipped us up into, into sadness by all the mass coverage, I, I, I do question the timing of this because if you protest at this point you are going to get a higher percentage of negative feedback and less less time for dialogue I, I just think the conversation needs to happen away from this particularly from somebody who is really mourning the the passing and the death yeah. of somebody that they admired and was was yeah. a special person in their life. I mean, he, yeah. if you made this more of a personal thing, and it was somebody who was very close to you, yeah. not not the not 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 the monarch or the queen, and that that there's somebody else in your family who wanted to raise a grievance about it, the the the, the period of mourning mm. or uh, the the funeral is not the time and place to do it, is it? Mm. Yeah, Unless just... you really really want. I think their aim, the the, the anti-monarchist aim, was to was was to cause as much difficulty as possible and potentially yeah. even pain in, the, in yeah. this as well they must have known that people were going mm. to be upset by it yeah and i, I i'm an anti-monarchist but i just i like i'm like you uh, molly i just think the timing's ill-advised but but uh you you point out that some protesters were saying they were arrested and de-arrested away from sight um claiming that that, that that it wasn't the time and place to protest it's a tactic the police do they they remove you from the from the situation and then you know and then de-arrest you I mean, it's just a tactic they use you know it's just fact they use that in every protest i mean that used that in the hs2 process yeah. protests yeah. in uh around Houston station didn't they yeah for example so what else jumped out at me um freedom of speech I agree with what you're saying. Freedom of speech isn't about saying what you want when you want. You need to time it, you know. But but you could also say because it also talk, goes on to talk about the protest in Oxford, and I do yeah. remember the guy who yeah. who was being. I, I think the police took him away for his own protection in a way because in, in there was a, more. Yeah. There's probably more people there that were pro. Everybody there that was pro were pro monarchist. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, well, there may have been a few people. There would have been people there would have just been there because they were there. Just yeah. By bystanders in a way, but there yeah. would have been people who just turned up for the proclamation. proclamation 
for proclamation. The... Yeah, that's the word I struggled with. Yeah. You've edited it, but that's yeah. what, the proclamation anyway. Yeah. Um, but, but it's a good point. The people who he, 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 he was told to shut up, but he's saying they shouldn't do that. But that's it, their right of freedom of speech. Yes. If you have it both ways. It's freedom of speech, yeah. So in, in a way... You know, it's every, you could actually argue that somebody saying "not my king" yeah. is actually a way of is actually him standing there and saying "shut up." Yeah, yeah. Not interested. Yeah. The uh, I thought that was lightning just now, but it's my light bulb going on and off. You know, flat flashing. It's strange. I, strange things happen when you make a podcast. I just thought you'd have an idea. It's like the yeah. light bulb. Do it. Ping. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it it, 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 it is right. It's sort of like freedom of speech. Oh, you want to stand up and say, not my king. But you, you also, if with that same argument, what's wrong with somebody saying, shut up, you know? Exactly, yeah. It's just the timing. So that's the biggest thing. Uh, and you, you, you cover that yourself quite concisely. What else was there? Um, there was a line here that said, that said, we need to retain self-censorship with freedom of speech yeah. and pick our battles wisely, otherwise it becomes ineffective, inconsiderate, offensive anarchy if we yeah. just speak up whenever we like. It's a bit like, um, yeah, there is a bit of... Sometimes you do need a bit of self-censoring. Yeah. Um, because there are times and places to say things. And yeah. She raises the point marketing, it brings business into it. Ah, and that's what you're doing. You're, the protesters are trying to get their message across, received and discussed. Yes. But if you, you don't self-censor and pick your time properly, yes, you, you're, it's going to impact on that end, surely. So it's marketing. You know, you market your message. And be clear about it. Yeah. But also do it at the, do it at the right time. Yeah. I think that... Because there were protests at the coronation, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's a more op- apt place and time yeah. to protest. Yeah, yeah. Um, because actually, no matter no matter what your feelings are about, for me anyway, what you matter feeling your feelings are about the the royal family. Yeah, that's a mother that's just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a grandmother that's just died. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit it's, kind of, mm. it's a little bit insensitive, and you the, the timing was I think on on a purpose mm. to cause mm. pain as well. Yeah. They must know you must know that you're going to cause pain to yeah. people. Yeah. And I think maybe, 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 in that instance, that becomes polarized. There, there's two polarized views going on there, yeah. and the polarization then is actually show is actually othering that other person's yeah. feelings. Yeah. Oh, that they're a monarchist. They deserve it because they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, monarchy. Monarchy is if you're anti-monarchist, mm. you could, you really extreme anti-monarchist might mm. be like, well, actually, you're stupid for for for, mm. for 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 believing in the monarchy. I do think uh, there was something that popped into my head when uh, about three days later, when the coronation had finished, there was an item on the, uh, uh, it wasn't on the BBC, but it was, in, I think it was made have been Channel 4 on television, and uh, it was talking about cost of living and people struggling, and I'm thinking three days ago there was a bloke and a woman sat in a golden carriage going through London, a mm. uh, big expense and now we're talking about the cost of living crisis i do th- <laughs> i do you know that 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 is grates me about the monarchy you know it's just uh it's the have and the have nots yeah i mean it's like uh yeah i i would i be class i wouldn't class myself as anti-monarchist yeah. i would i would class myself as apathetic about it yeah. um yeah there's there's a blind here saying that the late queen did a great job finding the middle ground in situations in respect to commitment, work ethic, and ability to connect with people in an apolitical way. 
Well, I so, think what she's talking about there is during COVID, she did a speech to the nation. Mm. And I think that was quite useful. And even worse to me, but uh, a politician sat there saying the same words wouldn't have had the same resonance. Because she, because she was detached from... Yeah. You didn't really know who she was. No. You didn't really know her as yeah. a person. I appreciated that personally, being in complete isolation. I look back on that and I don't think I've I've actually uh, processed that, that those lockdowns fully. But I, I, I think that's what Molly's referring to there is uh, she, she, she um, ability to connect with people in an apolitical way that few others could. Bang on. Yeah, going on to talk about the about of course about Oliver Cromwell. Um, yeah. yeah, we're in a we're a republic under the veil of a monarchy. <laughs> yeah, but there's humour in this, isn't there? There is a little bit of humour, yeah. But the whole thing with, with Oliver Cromwell is he actually ended up being a monarch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. himself as as you're saying here, Molly. Um, I have heard pro pro monarchists saying about you know if we became a republic and we we would have say a president for example an elected president. Um, there being an argument, well, you could we could have a we could have a, a, Don, a Donald Trump, mm, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but who's to say that we wouldn't have a Donald Trump as a as a king or a queen as yeah. well? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. Right now we have relatively stable-minded, we have a stable-minded king. I would say, yeah. you know, he's not going to rock the boat, is he? But you know, later on, in, later on, in later know. generations, you don't know who's going to come yeah. through, come yeah. through, do you? I mean, yeah, it's sort of like uh, the humour for me in this is maybe we can't face having another go at removing the monarchy when the first attempt went so wrong. Yeah, that, that's a reference to Oliver Cromwell, and, <laughs> you know. And uh, But, you know, uh, some very, very good points. Um, uh, she moves on to say an aside, was there something uh, more sinister going on with the policing of these anti-monarchist protests the quick removal of protesters has been interpreted as dictating the state, saying what we can and can't say, or was it policing just trying to manage the risk? There could have been something sinister. Uh, there probably was on some level, but there was also, you know, mitigating the two polarised positions, potentially um, causing anarchy on the streets. There's a bit of both going on, I think. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe also just thinking about how people see uh, King Charles as opposed to his his mum. Yeah, that in a way, because because Elizabeth was very remote, wasn't she? Yeah, a very yeah. remote figure. A lot of people, especially in the later years, kind of saw her as a, an extended member of the family, mm. but like a grandmother, like a matriarch, a grandmother. Mm. Whereas, you know, Charles is a little bit more, you know, oh. We've known him for we know we know who he is because he's talked about who he is for many 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 yeah, years, yeah. and it's almost like he's a, I would I would using the word normal is a bit is a bit weird in this in this sub in this subject, but he's a little bit more normal. He's like yeah. he's just a, he's just some guy, some dude. Yeah. For me, I think he's the first monarch who we've been able to watch grow up through the mass media. Yes, you know. Yeah, of course. But the the and I did this at the beginning. In the last point, Molly says it's interesting. The Queen Queen Elizabeth II will go down in history all over the world as the Queen, not the second, the first, just the Queen. Although I don't agree with her title, I admire her as a person, and she achieved so much. Let's hope her example isn't lost in history. I, I yeah, she it is interesting. She was the Queen. Yeah. 
You know, I think that's something to do with, you know, she was there for so long, and also modern media just infiltrates our heads so so uh, so readily. It'd be interesting to see what her period of time is going to be called because you can't call it the Elizabethan period, can you? Because the Elizabethan period was the the first Elizabethan. Yeah, I, I think people are I'd say an Elizabethan, but I, I I think the title of the period will be done in a few years' time, looking back a bit more than it is now. Yes, we exactly. still feel like we're in it. Yes, you know. Anyway, yes. Uh, I I I think uh, you know there are so many ways you can look at this, but I I think Molly, you, you've answered a lot of your own points here, um, and I think it's worth reading through because it actually makes me think about things just a bit more thoroughly. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, thank heavens. The next question from Peter in Sweden. I'll let you pronounce uh, Ostergudland. Uh, maybe is a lot shorter question. Um, so we'll look forward to that. Anyway, hopefully um, you, you'll think about this slightly differently. But is there an action um, you think uh, we can raise in this, William? I think maybe just look at how polarisation in your own life can, can affect your own thinking. Yeah. Um, be ready. Be ready to listen to somebody who has a different view to you. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to readily agree with them with everything they say, yeah. but if you just take it on board, it you may find yourself agreeing with that person a lot more than you disagree with them. Yeah, and then you can find some resolution from that conversation. Our, our, my action would be: don't readily be uh, have a cynical interpretation of what's in front of you, how it's being policed, or I do have this suspicion of an undercurrent of control going on but i wouldn't I just just you know don't be too don't draw it like a gun too quick oh the police are suppressing us and all the rest of it mm. uh, just maybe just view the world in a little bit more of a balanced way and if it comes out that we are being suppressed fair enough but let's not start as that as a point of reference as a starting point yeah yeah Anyway, this has been the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. Uh, we often don't talk about the countryside because we jump about all over the place, but that's where you, the listeners, want us to go. But I actually think the, the, the societal construct of monarchy is part of environmentalism. It's all in there. It's all part of the human condition as well. Yeah, exactly. So in two days, we're giving a talk over at Great Milton in the afternoon in Oxfordshire. Come along to that. Uh, come along to our next podcast. Uh, and, and join us we're on uh, all the main pop platforms uh, uh, um, Sundays and Tuesdays 10am and then some bonus episodes I've been Stuart the Wild Man Mabbit he's been William Anklow thanks very much for being with us and next time next week next week next episode we'll be in um, we'll be going to Sweden won't we indeed get, get your uh, get your uh, ski jacket on it might be a bit cold <laughs>